Hey everyone. So I'd like to talk about the light and the dark. And it seems like it's like it's an obvious like duh Maria. But um when you are in these other realms, when you're doing the medicine, ayahuasca, whatever it is that you've chosen to do to heal, you know, I never recognized the power of it. You know, you read, you know, Harry Potter, you read, you know, forced. But these are actual energies, right? They're actual entities. They're actual energized pieces of mass, of, of stuff. And I was, unbeknownst to me, it's absolute slave. It's absolute. I was a prisoner of evil, of the dark. Now, I must have done something terrible in some other life, which I think I did. And what happened to me here was karmic, you know, retribution, basically. I had to make amends for what I did before. But what's amazing to me is the power of evil. I mean, I'm still slightly in shock that it was literally inside of me. It literally had taken over and I'd spoken about it in because I was having these ceremonies at home over the last five years and this thing was just coming out it was this sort of entity it was evil it was the devil whatever you want to call it it had taken me over I was its bitch I was its slave I mean and it came disguised as two parents I mean, this is stuff of like, what are you talking about, Maria? But literally, that's where I've been living. You know, refusing myself in order to accommodate, to subjugate myself, and to please evil. That's that's the only way I can talk about it. And in the ceremony was down in just recently in Peru, I mean... It was being pulled out of me. And more the next day, there was more of them. It was like there was a a flock of them that were literally holding me me prisoner. Now, if somebody said that to me a few years ago, I'd be like, oh, for God's sake. But this is the thing about the medicine, ayahuasca, and the other medicines that you you do with it. These plants literally clean you up they take off all the gunk you kind of disappear it is that's why it's called the vine of the death because it's it's a death you you die to what you built you die to what you made to make them work you die to all of you see them as they are and to truly you know you're you're being asked let's just say you've been cooked in this whole pot of people that you think are your family right and you've been injured by them and you know, neglected, mocked, whatever you have been by them. But you're cooked there, so you believe that there's a family. I mean, I, that was one of the most difficult things for me to do was, oh, you know, they were both awful, right? For me to truly release evil, I had to really understand that it was a double whammy. I, you know, you will hold out for something. Like, I was holding out for some possibility, 
And in my brain, I still reach out for like, oh, not for them necessarily, but for siblings. But it's like nothing. There's nothing. You know, when she said to me in the ceremony in the summer, you know, burn the past, there's nothing to save. You know, I, I couldn't quite wrap my head around that. Oh, there must be something. No, nothing. And when I started getting deeper into the ceremonies at home, and again, I don't drink the ayahuasca at home, I drank it in the jungle, and it stays in you and you connect and it grows. And in these ceremonies, I wasn't present. This thing that was writhing out of me was battling with the medicine. I wasn't here. I'd been stolen. As they told me in the jungle, my first ceremonies, you were stolen. So there's this great, you know, once you have dissolved egos and your beliefs and everything and you completely surrender to the medicine, you get to see the workings of the universe, right? That there's this enormous battle going on between the light and the dark. Now, I sound like I've just arrived to this and, you know, I understood it conceptually. It's one thing to say, that's an orange. There's another thing to taste it, right? I can describe it. But in these ceremonies, you are literally sitting, seeing this thing. It's coming out. It owned me. And it came as parents. They told me. I mean, I puked so badly in the last ceremony. It was like, you know, this was sent by the dark. You know, this was, this was, this was like, you know, a mission that started before you were even born. They were going to take you on arrival. And the way that I was abused, it was like I was in cages, I was naked, I was on the floor. I mean, I was really, it was a power trip for these people. It was a total subjugation of a human being. So I would never be free, ever. And the fact that I completely buried it, so deeply I was completely severed from it and that I'd built what they wanted which is this complete cardboard cutout perfection but empty looked great spoke brilliantly but was completely you know in the kennel I was a dog I was worse than a dog it's insane that this when you look back into the history or, you know, you've been so cleansed by the medicine, so cleansed of all the stories and beliefs that you can actually finally see, oh, my God. And even when I was down in Peru, in ceremonies, that devil was still trying to test me. It came dressed up as this gorgeous young thing. It was doing its trickery again. And I thought, oh, okay, that's just the devil. So, so actually, you know, one thing is to read Faustian literature or, you know, watch Harry Potter or watch this massive, you know, battle between the light and the dark. But it's actually different. And it's one thing to see it and understand it intellectually. It's another thing to actually go and be it, like, have and see that this is in you, right? These, are, these things are in you. You are 
actually owned by the dark. And for me, the metaphor was always I was looking out onto the world through a glass window. I was never participating. I was never in the game. Because I'd been snatched and then terrified into becoming the thing that they wanted. I was owned. Now, had you asked me that 20 years ago, I would have said you were completely mad. What do you mean I'm owned? Of course I know what I'm doing, right? So it's taken enormous amounts, five years, of just relentless cleansing by this medicine, which again is basically the supersonic computer of the universe. I mean, it's like, it's like going into, you know, heal with God versus, you know, healing with, with an ape. And again, it's a medicine that works completely, entirely in your whole being. It's not like I'm just going to do your mind or your heart or your... No, no, it's, it's everything. It's, it's piercing every piece of you. And I think for me, because I'd cleanse so much, you literally become transparent, right? It's like almost... You're like this transparent jellyfish. You've been so cleansed. And then you can see the creepy crawly that's inside you, that's what's hiding under you. I mean, this thing was hiding inside of me. It was in me, it was hiding inside of me. But it hid under layers and layers of, of my terror and of stories. And what's insane, as part of all this insanity, is to recognize that I myself, in the terror, had reinvented them. And that to me is sort of like a stunning strategy so that I was never with them. I was always in, you know, the airbrushed version of who I wanted them to be. Which is why I was able to convince myself so powerfully that they were really family. Although I was doing everything to escape them, I literally went across the Atlantic, you know, I got married. I mean, I was like, but, in this, but I was always being held prisoner. I thought I was escaping, but I was always actually still on the chain of evil. And so there's this, there's this massive conflict between the light, which is love and caring and tenderness and sweetness, and the raging horror of the dark, which is cruel and loveless. I think, again, as I said recently, that one of the most startlingly difficult things for me to absorb, sort of, sort of one of the most powerful recognitions, it wasn't just that I was so abused and so humiliated and so just you know, trampled on. It was a lack of love that I had denied myself love in the 61 years that I had accepted this. I had denied myself love so I could make this evil work. That was really the mechanics of it. That's what they wanted. I'm going to hold you captive that means if you're terrified of me, you're going to do what I tell you. And what I want you to do is to forget the existence of love. Right? There was no love. It was like being in this bleak desert of, like, no water. 
And I had accepted that. By accepting no love, you're refusing your own life force. You're refusing it. You're with the devil. And for me, I was constantly, you know, airbrushing the devil into something else. That was my way of coping. And then I believed it. And I forgot what it actually was. And whatever plants or whatever you're doing, if you're being, you, you know, you're coming into this sort of healing altered states where energetic surgery is taking place and you're being told, you know, you're going to get some very clear dreams, visions, etc. All of it's going to point to the truth of what's going on. But you won't recognize it because you haven't been there for so long. You know, I was literally, you know, she showed me a split screen where it was just black in one area and the Indians taking my three-year-old out. I didn't know. I was so blinded by terror that I, 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 I was blind to all of it. I was blind to the prison that I was in. I didn't know I was owned by the devil. I thought I was being a good girl, you know? I was doing what my parents wanted. But they were both. And I think, that, again, that was one of the most difficult pieces and which is why I, it took another two weeks of being in the jungle and going through this really grueling exercise of, you know, no food and isolation and, you know, ceremonies and terror for me to recognize that, oh, it was both of them. So, and actually when I was in a ceremony, it was like, oh, what are we going to do if... What if we leave, you know, because you've, you've built a relationship with these people. It's a falsehood. So th- these bonds are very difficult to break, especially if you've had them for a long time, to recognize the truth of people. And in the end, you know, the stories will get deeper and the, 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 the revelations will be clearer. They were just dark entities disguised as my parents to smother me on arrival, to take my power, to take my light, to refuse me love. And in, when there's no love, there's just, there's no life, right? It's just, you're just moving around like a robot. So, I had no idea who I was. I was completely owned, no idea. And I thought I really did know, I, had no, I knew nothing. So it's quite a lot. It's, it's literally like the Titanic sinking. Right? You've built this whole ship. You've built this whole belief. You've built these parents. You've built everything. You think it's all. And then the medicine just, it just all just, it's a death. It all collapses. It's like a, a, a star that's dying. And you arrive. You're here. They GPS you. They find your location. They come to... To, you know, it's literally an archaeological dig for the medicine to clean up the site so they can get to you or get to the captor that's keeping you hostage. You know, one of the, my great prayers was, I just want my power back. I want to be free, right? I want to be free. And basically, I don't want to be owned by anyone. 
And the ownership is through terror. The child is terrorized. That's where they come early on. That's where they have the most power, right? Now, I'm sure if you do continue to do the medicine, I'm sure I'll be back. There is more teaching. This is the great thing about the medicine. It's like, there's just so much. It's, in, 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 it's, it's endless teaching, endless lessons. Now, I mean, they have to cure you, right? I mean, you, somebody was there going, oh, I did 75 ayahuasca ceremonies. Yeah, it's not the amount of ayahuasca ceremonies you do. It's, it's great if you just do one and get it over with, right? That'd be great. The idea is that you have to heal, right? It's not that you become enamored of the medicine, although, you know, you become a devotee of the medicine. Yes, it's so powerful because it gives you information. But it's not about how many ceremonies you do, it's how much insight you get, how much cleansing can happen. And you have to be around very powerful doctors, surgeons, I call them, who are the healers who do the work with you. It's not a rave, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a little tiny sort of scratch on the surface, it's a very deep, deep cleansing. And with me, it was an absolute attack of dark entities early on, on arrival. I even remembered, you know, I felt like I was drowned when I arrived. I was just stampeded. Now, why? I don't know. I mean, I was told, you know, it was something I, ter- I did something terrible in some other life. I had to, it was sort of karmic payback. And I had to go into the dark. I had to see what that looked like. So I could find love. But in these ceremonies, and when you really go in, you recognize, wow, there are massive other narratives going on that have got nothing to do. I mean, I think of, you know, people talking about being in this world is like it's a very low vibrational place, right? I call it the broken crockery shop. It's like most people are broken trying to get fixed, the repair shop. But when you actually start doing this medicine, there's this recognition of these sort of huge themes and narratives and just so many other dimensions. They talk, there are 10 dimensions that Shipibo talk about. About all these other dimensions where so much is happening. But we have no access, you know, to it here, right? We're just pottering along doing our little life. People say, oh, I'm a little bit anxious or I'm a little bit angry or whatever. And then you go in and you go, oh, my God, for fuck's sake, you know. I'm owned by the devil. Again, this is only my, my little tiny grain of sand. It's different for every person, right? For everybody's having a different experience and being affected by something else. I have friends who went down with me who were affected by the lineage of abuse. In other words, it was intergenerational. It had come down the pike. It had come down this, this kind of river. And they, had to, they were the ones who were going to sort of Stop it, right? This is it. This is where it stops here. So, um, it's always much bigger than you think. It's always completely, I mean, I had no idea. I had no idea that I had been. It's just, I just thought, you know, look, I'm going in to find out about my love life and my job. And it's like, screw that. This is a, you know, are you kidding me? No. We're dealing with like these massive themes of a fight between kind of the light of God and the 
the darkness of the, you know, of the devil. That's literally what it was like. They're blockages. And you're blocked. And for me, it's claws in me with like two very powerful blockages in my heart. Which had to be removed. Which is where the terror, the terror or the fright was like, boom, that's where it is. Just like my whole system just shut down. I, you know, I used to talk about it like it was a breaker switch. I would say, I felt like someone took a breaker switch off. You know. Like I've been just off my whole life. Like someone just took the, the life force off. Again, I didn't know why. I didn't know what that meant. Or... So, um, it's always something more than you think it is. You know? And... And that's it, you know, it's, um, this is why I think plant medicines are so insane. You know, because you literally go into the kind of the furnace of the universe of where it's all being built and where everything is really, all the information is. And, you know, one of the things that you have to do is trust. You have to trust the medicine. And, and that takes a while. Yeah, because you've been, you've been marinated in a particular way of thinking. And, and somebody was saying, I think that's really interesting, it's true. It's like when you arrive to the medicine, your, your brain is very hard, like you're very, you're hardened. And the medicine just like makes it suppler and suppler and suppler. And... It's like taking off layers and layers and layers. And it's, it was fascinating because um, in the ceremonies, after I'd see it, was, so I didn't really puke a lot. I puked the last time when I saw they were entities. But, you know, you go to the bathroom, you cry. You, there's all sorts of other ways that you're sort of shedding, you know, from your system. But I would literally, three in the, uh, the ceremonies were from like eight or three in the morning. I would rush back to my hut after I'd puked or I'd seen something and literally my brain was on fire. Like something massive had been removed and there was a flow. There was a kind of reconnecting. The network was putting, being put back together. It was insane. I had so much energy. And again, I didn't sleep. I barely slept like two or three hours the whole time I was there. But I wasn't tired, right? Why is that? I, I don't know. So... Yeah, that you're going to discover stuff that's just just working on some other plane and some other vibrational level and some other, there's some huge narrative going on that you might not be aware of. And again, it's not what happened. I mean, what happened, listen, I'm not going to underestimate, it was horrific right? To see what happened to me was horrific. But the real issue was being disconnected from source, being disconnected from love. That's what it is. It takes, it's like literally being stolen from the kingdom or something, from the kingdom of light and love. Stolen from love. 
stolen from joy. And it was a theft. I mean, I remember second time down there, you know, these Indians, I was in a ceremony, these Indians were coming towards me and they're like, I couldn't leave this place. I was on the floor on this, in the ceremony space. And they kept saying to me, come Maria, come. I couldn't move. I was like magnetized. I was completely hoodwinked, stolen and trampled by the devil. And I asked, I said, why did I leave? This is like my family coming to find me, which is like in the light. And they said, you didn't leave, you were stolen. So when you go into these realms to heal, expect really nothing. Have no, this is one of the things about going into these ceremonies. Go in with no expectations. The more expectations you have, the more you're going to be let down. Because I remember one person a while back when I, did, I was down in Peru, had a list of stuff, you know, like, yeah, you know, when am I going to find the light of my life? When am I going to... And the medicine was just like, oh, screw that little list. This is ridiculous. You've got much bigger issues to deal with, right? You don't know. You don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. You don't know the extent. You don't know the gravitas. You don't know how deep. You don't know anything. And that's why... Surrender is really important, giving yourself up completely to the medicine so that you can really be given an understanding of who you are. And, you know, the darkness will try to come back in. I mean, I've had dreams on my way back when I was in Pucalpa. You know, I was in hell with a pope, believe it or not. Oh, my God. And it's like she was showing me these people who I'd known in my life that was sent by the devil, literally, to keep me enticed, yeah? But once you know it, and that's, that's a great consciousness, it's like, okay, I know it, so you can't really be fooled by it anymore. And also, it's kind of been surgically removed in ceremonies, so... Um, and you're protected by the arcanas, and, you know, whatever. So... You've got to see it. You've got to experience it. All of this is very visceral. It's no thinking. It's, it's like you're feeling. It's like the gnosis or everything. You're, you're seeing it. You're experiencing. That's, that, for me, is the testament to transformation. You, know? you can describe a situation. Say, oh, this. No, no. When you're actually in it and you're feeling the feelings, that's when you believe. That's when you know. Somebody can write it in a book. Yeah, okay. But when you're actually in that ceremony and, you know, your feet, I mean, I just, I was in the back of this car. I was terrified. I was a child. My parents were in the front. They were taking me to be abused. It was just that terror. No, no, you can write about it. But until you're actually experiencing it. And I think one of the most difficult things is that if you've kept something hidden a very long time, you've been hiding it because you're terrified of exposing it. Because if you expose it, the people that have made you keep it a secret will kill you, will hurt you, or whatever. So I think one of the biggest things is to expose it to yourself. If you yourself are the vessel of the secret, you're keeping that secret for supposedly, in inverted commas, parents, for people who are supposed to take care of you. 
So for the child to actually deliver the goodies and open up that vault, it's a huge, terrifying thing, right? If I expose the truth, I'll be killed. I'll be hurt. I'm outing them. I'm no longer protecting them. And that is very difficult when it's with parents. Actually, it's very difficult when it's family in general, but particularly if it's parents. Because you need, the child needs to have parents at all costs. They cannot be this evil. That's why it's a bigger leap, right? Not only do you have to see what happened, and see that's what the medicine shows you, the truth of what happened, but then you're exposing it to the world. You're exposing them. You are no longer protecting them. I was protecting them by denying all of me. That was a trick. So how do you get to see, I mean, you know, how do you get to, to see who they truly are? Well, that's what the medicine does. Right? It gives you all the information. The cleansing is you're going to go into that darkness and into that shadow that you're so terrified of. And I was terrified of it. And together with the medicine, you're going to see the truth of what really happened and who you really are. So all your defenses and all your cover-ups and everything are going to have to be collapsed. That's why the trust in the medicine is, is huge. right? So you can see the truth of who you are. And you might think, oh, I'm the CEO of this and I'm the do-do-do and I do this and I do ballet over here and I do yoga. It all doesn't matter because she's going to tear all of it down. If you want to heal, and I always say, nobody really wants to do ayahuasca. I'm sorry. You don't really want to do ayahuasca. It's a very, it's, it's, it's a killer in a way. It, it will, it, you will die there. I mean, I don't mean again. But whatever you've built will disappear. It will be penetrated. It'll be shown to be what it is. And you won't like it one bit. Right? Because it's a cover-up, it's a thing that, it's a tortoise's shell, it's a thing you've, you've hidden under, the thing you've carried around with you to ensure you survive. So, there's a willingness to accept whatever it is that the truth is. I think that's why you need to be fierce. They call, you know, it's a warrior journey to go into this, right? You have to die, again, figuratively. Everything you've built, everything you've believed will be torn down. And because it was torn down, this thing was exposed, this devil that was in me. It was literally navigating me inside of my system. And once all the layers were shed, it couldn't hide from the medicine. So it was roaring up through me, still trying to keep control. I had to give it up. I had to expose it. And then the, the Shipibo, the healers, released it. I mean, I was in a ceremony. It was literally coming up through my shoulder. It was on my back. It was a very powerful entity on my back. And when I drank the medicine, the medicine immediately went to my back. And it was like shivering, you know, it was like, because that's where it was trying to, you know, ext extract it from. 
So what it's done is it's made you believe it. Right? So you're changing forces, you're changing sides, you're saying, no, I don't believe you anymore. I know who you are now. The medicine has showed you what the who the invader is. And it's very tricky. If it's parents, it's very tricky. You've bonded with them, you've made up stories about them, you've covered up, you're protect you're in this huge defense mechanism. And you're that you're the medicine is basically asking your child to say, look, this is who they are, give them up. And you've never I've never worked with medicine, right? So it's very difficult to give up that that bond. But it's really just hell, right? That's why I was on the holdout for my mother, thinking, oh, well, perhaps she's not evil, right? Perhaps, you know, the kid is saying, oh, I'll, perhaps I'll have a family something somewhere. But no, it's, there's nothing. You know, she said, burn the past, there's nothing to save. It was all dark. And you have to come to that place. And in that place is when you can finally be released. It's, it's a long journey to that place. You can't just give them up. You have, you know, years of history, years of, even if it's a bad relationship, you know, we're still willing to entertain a bad relationship in the hopes that it will somehow not be what it truly is. So you literally have to give up everything. And again, the deeper you go with the medicine, the more information you get. I mean, for the moment I'm done, this, this particular epoch, this particular piece of it is definitely over. But, you know, you can go on eternally, and I'm sure at some point I will return to go deeper. Perhaps in two years, ten years, I don't know. But once you've established this incredible connection with the medicine, I think about how much she's, she's saved my life, like how much she's done. I mean, you have to put your part. Again, you know, as she clearly told me in the ceremonies, you know, it's teamwork. We're working together. It's a whole team of the, you know, it's all these light workers, you know, people who are trying to sort of heal. We have to work together. Because these forces are very, very powerful. And again, in your Starbucks life and your go to work, sit in a cubicle, whatever it is that we do, that you think that's life. You know, you think, oh, well, I've got my job, I've got my apartment, I can pay my rent, I can pay my more, whatever you're doing, I can eat, I've got to hustle for more work. And that's all like peripheral. That's like, you know, that's just, that's the small potatoes. That's what's happening at this level. But when you go into the medicine, it's just, you know, these massive stories, narratives, where forces are battling each other for power. And any kind of abuse early on, it's a form of, it's, it's a castration. It's a castration. It's, I'm going to take your power. I'm going to make you kneel at the feet of my, whatever it is, my darkness. I own you. You're one, two, three, what are you going to do? Of course you're going to submit. And whatever that abuse is, whether it's physical, it's verbal, it's sexual, it's the, the, it's, it's the theft of your power. You know, this is a game out here, right? You can go into the game. You can't play the game. You have no power. And 
that power is being held by something that happened early on, three, four. So that's another part of this is you have to go into that time, um, that time and that moment, which is what the medicine does. It takes you into that time frame because that's where you've been frozen. That's where the theft happened. That's when the invasion happened. For you to live now, you have to unblock that moment when you were three or four. And that's what the medicine is genius at. There's no time space in these ceremonies. You're going forwards and backwards, you know, from the future to the past, the past to the future. It's genius. It's like going into the furnace of the cosmos. And has everything happened before? I don't know. It feels like it. Do you have any control? Not really. Not a lot. Not a lot. Has, already, has everything already happened? Pretty much, I think. Again, I don't know. It's just my own little tiny um, version of what I think. So this whole universe has got so many dimensions. So much is going on. We barely see any of it. And we can't heal if we can't get to it. I can't heal if I can't go into that past. I can't get my little girl if I can't see what happened. If I'm still being blinded by, by the takeover, by the horror, by the terror. So it's a commitment. You have to commit to heal. It's a commitment to bring yourself home. To go find your children. Wherever they were stolen. It's a commitment to go on that journey. And bring them home. To go and face the dragon. Whatever it is that... And really to understand the bigger picture of everything. And then through that, begin to understand your purpose, why you're here. I don't, you know, I never knew. I, I don't, still don't really know. So far, my purpose has been to wake up to the devil. And I could only do that with the medicine. And these are themes like, oh, what has it got to do with my 401k? And what? None of this shit matters. You know, as I said, if you're not happy, who gives a shit? You know, you can never be living in a castle and be miserable. It's not, it's not about the exterior. It's about, you know, being free within, being connected within. And also, the most important is to be connected to love. That's it. I don't really know. There's, a, there's not much else. I mean, yes, do I want a house in the south of France? Great, you know jump off the, a yacht in St. Bart's, love it. But in the end, I just want to be connected. I want to be connected home. To myself, to whatever the source of everything is. To be free. It's not a tattoo that you scrawl across your forehead. It's an actual living experience of being free. That's the genius of the medicine. Bye.